Everyone is talking about supply chain issues, and if you haven't already ordered holiday gifts for your loved ones, it's probably too late. Well, Boulevard Brewing Company is here to help. Need a gift to take those holiday dinners? Oh, need a gift to take to those holiday dinners? Skip the bottle of wine and take Tank 7 American Saison. A cork mix pack makes a great white elephant gift, and you know it will get stolen more than once. Those white elephant gifts, man, I, I struggle with that. It's hard. It's I, hard. I'm not good it's at It's hard the, spending money on them. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good one. That's a good one. The that's work. a good one. And it would get stolen more than once, at least. Uh -huh. um, if you still need a gift for that friend that has everything, head to the Boulevard Gift Shop and pick up a, a gift card in any amount. We have beer upstairs in the beer hall while you're there. Um, we've, we've got to do a little gift shopping at the Boulevard. We have. I'm constantly wearing the sweatshirt. I think it's like... Lots of good gifts. It's, I think one of us has always been wearing this sweatshirt that I'm wearing, if you watch the video, every time. So um, from shirts to hats to awesome sweatshirts, glassware to candles, the Boulevard Gift Shop has everything for everyone on your list. Can't make it to the brewery? Find everything you need at boulevard.com. Happy holidays. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is December 14th. It feels really good to have your team peaking at the right time. Like, you know, well, in years past, September has been like, look at this team. We're a machine. It's mm -hmm. incredible. And then we won the Super Bowl, though. We, we have. Yes. But I'm saying it feels good to have a December peak right now where... The team looks this good. What's it's the, a lot of fun. What's the movie? Six-game winning streak. Yeah, I haven't it's fun. Even, oh, it's uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. I haven't even begun to peak. <laughs> uh, well, I hope we're not peaking. I hope we're not peaking by the true definition of the I word. I hope we haven't peaked. Yes. I hope, but we are we're, trending. Ho hopefully, we're ascending. Uh-huh. Um, ascending because, yeah, I hope that we are the image of... of um, D D Dennis Reynolds, uh -huh. where where I hope we haven't even begun to peak, mm -hmm. uh, because there are still some improvements we can make. Oh yeah, but 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 yes, the the defense is so good. How dumb do you have to be to dance on a logo, mm -hmm. or or do any sort of thing revolving a team's logo or field pre-game? When you're like nine point underdogs or whatever it was, and you're six and six, and historically um, you've been just owned and dominated by a franchise, how dumb do you have to be to do something disrespectful pregame? It's so dumb. There's no, you can't, it's impossibly dumb. Like, I don't even know like how they could let a spur of the moment, is what they're calling it, uh, thing like that occur because it is. It's beyond dumb because they're the Raiders. If you, that's a it, great like, answer. If you that's ask me, answer. which team would I expect to do that? It would be the Raiders. They're dumb enough to do it. Uh, they they think it's this the that they have a uh, better team than I like. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's just let's go in here and and piss off a team that is way better than us mm -hmm. and and just make the beat down even worse. Yeah, and then literally from the jump, it was. 
as bad as possible for them. As bad as possible. Mm-hmm. The first play of the game, as bad as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the defense is is so legit. They're still so much fun to watch because how much havoc they wreak, like up front. And yeah. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, uh, and then Melvin Ingram are Eight, just savages. 18 pressures between Chris Jones and Frank Clark. 18. They That's were insane. They were uh Derek Carr was pressured on 45% of his dropbacks, 10 from Chris Clark. Or <laughs> Chris Clark, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Chris Jones. Combine the two of them. Yeah, the, well, uh, it'd be like when when Trunks and uh, Gohan, when they combine mm-hmm. to fight, uh, maybe Cell? Majin Buu, I think. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, that yeah, that's a little deeper than than probably my knowledge. Goes. Yeah, but um, hopefully we don't have to make another correction. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we have did. to put out have another statement. Correct our our I last Dragon Ball yeah. Z statement. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Um, this is the vision of the defense that we thought it was going to be before the season started. And I was going to say three years ago when we signed Frank Clark, this is what we envisioned. And that's this true. This is yeah. really the first time we've seen both of them at the same mm-hmm. time play their best. Yeah, and and um, I remember Sam Ellinger had an article before the season talking about like how how it's not really like the defense is going to be good this year. Is what Sam Ellinger said in the article and he walked through point by point like why the defense was going to be good this year and it all made a lot of sense and then he looked really really dumb Mm -hmm. for the first four or five games of the season I mean we all were saying the same thing this is not unique to Sam but like it was an historically bad defense but this is what we he meant and why other people had hopes for this defense was because when everyone does play well when it all does come together um, this is what it looks like and I mean I know it's been talked about a lot but it's worth saying again Melvin Ingram is that like little, I don't know what what you would, I guess a catalyst, but like he he has just allowed. Not only has he been good himself, mm-hmm. but like he has allowed everyone else to be good around him and getting healthy. And like Thornhill playing a hundred percent of the snaps means you can move. It, Thornhill being healthy and playing all the time means you move Matthew into a box role and more uh-huh. of a slot corner, like where he can play anywhere as opposed to to center field, which is what Dan Sorensen was doing. And then you couldn't rely on that. So the defense all coming together like this is what we anticipated when we were looking at the team preseason. And we all felt dumb when we were the worst defense in the NFL for a uh-huh. good month and a half or so. Now it looks like this is the real defense and – it's just it's it's a blast. They pick themselves up. They they um, like Legarius Sneed being out for the tragedy of his brother. Mike Hughes played the best game of anyone on the defense, maybe other than Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Tyron Matthew played only six snaps at safety and played the rest of them like in the box and as a slot corner mm-hmm. to fill Legarius's spot. So like the defense just picks itself up. They're they're deep. They they are good at everything they can rush the passer they can stop the run they can defend the pass they can now get turnovers seemingly at will Mm -hmm. um they have probably the best first or sorry third down defense in the nfl so they're good at everything they've got depth um it's just a it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, turnover luck has finally swung our way, and we're back even on the season in turnovers, I think which maybe plus one is insane yeah. to think from where we were to Dead now last. get back even uh, has been a hell of a six game stretch creating turnovers. Uh, but yeah, the defense continues to be so fun to watch, and then Mahomes on offense 
couple plays, really, really fun. Uh, the play where Trey Smith murders Max Crosby. That was fun. Uh, and he throws it across his body to Byron mm-hmm. Pringle is maybe like low key my favorite play of the game. That was a good one. Uh, and then just like Justin Herbert's getting all the uh, attention for his 70 yard throw. It was sick. It was sick. It was really I will. awesome. But he was, you know, drifting to the right and was able to throw that with a little momentum where Mahomes. The throw he made to Tyreek on yeah. third down, drifting to his left, throwing it all the way across his body. Like, scramble drills are, if you are on the side of the quarterback, you start going deep on that side. Yeah. If if you're on the other side, you start coming back in towards the quarterback. Tyreek just ran away from Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. which is like, n- like, I don't know how they think to do that. Mm-hmm. I guess he's just like, oh, well, he's got the arm, so I'm just going to run. It doesn't matter where on the field. I'm just going to go find open space. Yeah. And that play was just incredible. Yeah. Vintage. Amazing. The bomb to McColl w- was, was awesome, but also don't watch that because Orlando Brown gets really okay. embarrassed on that. You, like, Orlando <laughs> Brown is, like, turtling on his back. Uh and that's who. That's why Mahomes okay. got hit, and that's why the the throw was a little short on that bomb to McColl. But is a bad rep for the Orlando the Brown. cornerback though. Watch it because the cornerback gets into the uh, down dog position. Yeah, and it's pretty hilarious. Okay, good. he falls over. So, into so a, a couple yoga people pose. got embarrassed. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't watch Orlando Brown on that on that play. Okay. Don't watch. I it. didn't. I okay. didn't. I haven't watched. But then also play. go back and watch it because it's a bad rep. Um, yeah, and then also I, I didn't get to watch the first quarter. I listened to it in the car on the way home from the airport. Mitch Holtis, that guy's an absolute treasure. Yeah. Uh, like, this was the first time my fiancé had ever heard a game called on the radio. Okay. And was, like, very – so to get her well, excited about – Well, the first about, quarter, too. Uh, to get her excited about football, you know, it's a, it's not hard, but usually, it's you know, it's on TV, but – to get her excited about football on the radio, that Mitch Holtis, wow, yeah, He's so it's incredible. It's like list of Mitch Holtis's greatest accomplishments. Like one, you know, probably a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Two, calling the Super Bowl and the perfect call on Damian Williams. Three, mm-hmm. making Jesse your fiance engaged. engaged with football via the radio. Yeah, impressive. I, I would agree. I think impressive that's got to be up Mitch. there. That's got to be up there. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we should let him know that. Okay. And Let's, so yeah. we'll give him like a plaque and like <laughs> and he can hang it in his office next to all his yeah, other trophies. Yeah. And, and, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's a short week. I'm a little nervous about that, but I'm glad that the majority of our, our, um, like best players didn't have to play a lot. Yeah. Um, I think like basically only Mahomes and the starting O line played more than 50 snaps. Um, so a lot of rest in the second half for Travis and Tyreek and, and uh, and and a lot of the the main defenders that need rest, um, like Jones and Clark and and the, those uglies. So um, so yeah, that's good on a short week. I, I think the the Chargers had a similar thing where they got to rest some starters, but um, but nonetheless, gonna come down. I mean, massive game. It's unfortunate that it's on a Thursday, but I think that has to favor the Chiefs with experience, head coaching. So an advantage in experience, an advantage in head coaching, um, an advantage in depth. I think that has to help the Chiefs in a yeah. short week. And uh, like I think this is a big game for the Chiefs too, because still I think the Chiefs are zero and four against teams currently like in the playoff standings. Really, I don't think that's true. Let's check it. Okay, maybe. I'm pretty sure that's true, and that's including <laughs> the Chargers. Those, that's true. Don't look it up. Yeah, that's including the Chargers. So it's a different team. It's a different team. Uh, exactly. So still, beat the Packers. 
Oh, we did beat the Packers. And the Cowboys. Maybe it's AFC. Yeah, maybe maybe AFC. Yeah, yeah, regardless. That was a bad stat by me. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I got to go on the field. I know. Okay. Here you are on the field. The one game that I, I don't go to, field passes. What the hell? Yeah. You did um, it on purpose? Yeah, field passes. Um, but, uh, it, was, it was awesome. So we got to go onto the field from 1030 to 1130. Uh, be there. We we weren't sure where um, the offense was going to warm up. At first, we thought we were only we maybe missed the offense and we were only going to get the special teamers. Um, and then we thought the offense was going to warm up on the other side and we were going to have the Raiders warming up on our end. We were about the five yard line, but the Chiefs warmed up on our end right in front of us. Um, we've talked about this before, but Lucas Niang. Uh, and Orlando Brown are the two biggest humans I've ever seen in person. Huge. Um, Melvin Ingram's ass is still massive. Still, um, still thick. Same with Derek Naughty and Jerron Reed. Huge, mm. huge backsides. Um, and the field is much like harder than than it looks. Like it's grass, but it's very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like being on cement with grass on top of it. Interesting. And it is very crowned. So like yeah, for drainage for drainage of water like the middle of the field is is a crown and it slopes away from the middle of the field I would say like across you know how wide is a football field uh 54 yards 53 and a half okay well I would say across that I bet it raises like two feet I bet mm-hmm. uh from where you're standing to the middle from where you're standing on the sideline to the middle of the field I bet the elevation change is about two feet um do turf fields have that, or is yeah, that just grass? They do. Okay. Turf fields have it, too. I wonder if that, uh, you know, a wide receiver running an out pattern can kind of bank into that, and maybe that helps them? Uh, I don't think it's that significant enough It looks significant Yeah, when you're down there. Um, when you're, Kev, I don't know if you've ever been on an NFL football field, but when you're down there, it looks pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, so, it's every football field ever has a crown to well, it. Well, so, I don't know. Uh, Probably not. high school college um, grade school they all have the crown i was also um i was wearing chris jones's jersey uh-huh. um and so maybe a, did you get to say hi to chris jones so i did he okay. came over he said hey you look good in that jersey and then in a compliment from chris and jones. a compliment yeah i was like whoa yeah I, I didn't even look that good i didn't even shower that morning. <laughs> so i looked okay chris like, yeah thirsty much uh but um but yeah dapped him up did you have a successful like a good dap I, yeah a great dap okay that's and good. You know, I said, let's have a let's have a game, let's have a day. What did do you he? do? Ten, he had pressures. ten pressures. He had ten pressures. He extended his lead uh, of pressures on the quarterback uh, of defense interior linemen. He had a, probably the best game of his of his season. Mm-hmm. After, ten pressures, I'd say so. After dapping me up, yeah. Mate, Good Chiefs. luck charm. Hey, at Chiefs, you want Chris Jones to have ten pressures every game? Put me on the sideline for warmups. Let we me give even, him a pregame talk. I've got a Mahomes jersey. Let me dap him up, okay. and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's get yeah. that luck going. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was my uh, pregame experience. Our cousin Matt Beck did an excellent uh, gladiator impersonation. Yes, he did. Uh, which I think uh, I think probably, uh, I mean, Russell Crowe earned an Oscar for that. So why not, why not Matt? Nominated him for an Oscar. And I, I did look at AFC teams, AFC playoff teams. We lost to the Chargers. Lost Ravens, to the Ravens, Bills. Bills, and Titans. Yeah. And we've not beat an AFC playoff team. I don't care. Yet. So let's be a different one. team. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. I think that was all my notes from the game. Oh, and 
Stop mauling Travis Kelsey, NFL officiating. Like, I know. It, it, it's like becoming like almost like hack-a-shack or something. Like, yeah. Like he's just getting and mauled every play. Every and play. Just to see if – if because they're like, oh, well, they're not going to call it on every play. Exactly. So they just do it every single mm-hmm. play. Yep. Knock it off. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, let's move into some openings for this week. All right, this one I really want to try. Uh, Lily's Cantina on Southwest Traffic Way. The Traffic Way, yeah. Um, it's on the west east east side of the Traffic Way. Um, like, what, Midtown, right north of 39th Street? Yeah, I think. it's in the old Freshwater. So Freshwater used to be there in that restaurant space. Um, they closed. They had an awful situation where, like, a drunk driver went into the building. Yeah. Um, and, like collapsed a good portion of that building it got rebuilt but freshwater did not reopen so a little mexican restaurant called lily's cantina opened it's been open since november 2nd actually um so this is mexican comfort food um looks pretty good they got a burrito spread in there i want to try that yeah the big old burrito covered with some delicious looking queso they have a looks phenomenal uh uh pozole soup which i've never heard of um, but, and I am from a family that owns a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Pozzolo soup. Not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, but that is for hangovers. So yeah. Kevin. Could have used one. Could have used one could've yesterday. Could have used one uh, yesterday. Yeah. Could have used one. It's supposed to stick to your stomach. Sure. Sure. I'd try it. I'll, I'll have to give anything. If yeah. someone says like this is for your hangovers, I'll give anything a try. Yep. I'll give anything a try. So that's Lily's Cantina. It is open on Southwest Traffic Way. A uh, little Mexican, little Mexican comfort food cantina. Um, also opening up out in OP, uh, Chicken and Pickle opening up at second location in Kansas City. Pickleball courts are open. Restaurants open. I uh, think so. Get ready to go out there. Have a great time. I yeah. I'm a big pickleball advocate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is on 135th and something. You know. Just out there. Out there. They should just call it like 135th and Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Like, Eventually somewhere between, you all find it. Somewhere between Roe and Quivira. Mm-hmm. Like, that's 135th Street. Uh, so this place is massive. Um, you probably have a corporate outing already scheduled there. Yep. Uh, if, if you work anywhere in Kansas. Um, pro- it's probably already booked. It's probably mm-hmm. already on the books. But, yeah, this place is huge. Uh, it's going to have, you know... Court or uh, more courts, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, 10 pickleball courts, uh, bocce ball courts, too. Uh, shuffleboard courts, even, also. So Leagues. Uh, leagues out there. Mm-hmm. And, again, your um, your, company your event has coordinator already, has already booked. Yeah. Has already booked a corporate outing out there. So just, uh, yeah, just get, get your parking pass ready. Yeah, and they've got six indoor courts. Okay. So uh, you can play through the cold. Um, all right, also... Opening. Uh, I tried this place last week in Mission, but on State Line, I believe 79th and State Line, right by the High V Liquor. That's right. Wing Stand opening up. That's right. Yeah. This is huge. Uh-huh, that's so, a great location. So Wing Stand, which you tried, you in had Mission. this chicken sandwich uh-huh. you said was delicious. Yep. They're opening a second location on State Line, 79th, right next to the High V Liquor, in between. Think the liquor, Papa Murphy's, Papa Murphy's, and Good Feet, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I Put think that you're right. in a sentence. Hmm. Liquor, oh. Papa Murphy's Good Feet. Mm. On her wing stand. On her wing stand. Uh-huh. Uh, so that is wing stand. This is the place by Jefferson's out of Lawrence um, that does wings and chicken sandwiches. And it's mostly a to-go spot. So it'll be like perfect next to Papa Murphy's yeah. and Good Feet. 
I like this a lot because sometimes I, I want maybe um, different types of wings, uh, maybe some different sauces. I don't really want to go to Wingstop. Feels very like corporate and mm -hmm. chain. Yeah. And, but but now I have more of a local place, dude. That I can get some wings. Just hit up. I mean, wings and pizza. Yeah. What's Papa better? Murphy's so hit and up wings. Papa Murphy's and then Wingstand, and you've got yourself the perfect like. Saturday or Saturday watching college football mm -hmm. or dinner, whatever. Uh, so that's Wingstand. I'm very grateful for this. Thank you, Wingstand, for opening in uh, in Casey Mo and uh, very close to my house. Um, all right, closing this week, uh, we've got First Watch out in Overland Park closing its doors. Uh, I think it's the one on 90 or in Corporate Woods in the Corporate, corporate Woods. Shop. Dude, I forgot to even read this article. Well, it's it's the one in Corporate Woods that's closing. I mean, there's still a handful of them around town. Honestly, Who I think cares? First Watch is overrated. Who cares? It's not my breakfast spot. I guess it's good for maybe like uh, a weekday breakfast mm -hmm. uh, before work if you've okay. got like a work meeting. But it's not a brunch spot for me. It's not a place I really care to go on the weekend because yeah. I'd rather... Uh, I, I don't think their food's that great. I think they try to be too healthy, and so I'm just like, all right, I'm not really into. Yeah, you. I want like I want something just I want to go to like, yeah. cheese and hollandaise sauce and, mm -hmm. and syrup and yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I, I can agree. cook a healthy healthy breakfast at home. I can make an omelet at home. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's that I think it's more of a uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why it's closing. Maybe. Can't connect to millennials. Mm -hmm. Damn millennials. Oh, well, they try. They have a lot of Killing avocado everything. toast there. So yeah, good point. Uh, uh, also closing, uh, Mizzou basketball mm. on the uh, on the on the downswing. That was uh, that was hard to watch on Saturday. Not fun. Um, Wasn't fun for anyone. I, I hope I hope I hope UKU fans had fun. You sickos. Okay. You perverts. They probably did. I, I think a couple things I would say described it best. One friend of the show, Brian McGannon, tweeted out about how. Like, the worst thing Conzo Martin ever did was make this game unenjoyable for Mizzou yeah, fans. Yeah, un absolutely unwinnable. Yeah. Absolutely unwinnable. And no scenario could that game have ever possibly be won. And it's the first time we got to play them in 10 years. And Conzo has taken this program, this is year five, into a team that is literally... Does not compete. Uncompetitive. Yeah. And I think that was very true. And I think another thing that was true was, like, I saw KU fans being, like, Ha ha, Missouri! You thought you were going to come in here and win? No. Yeah. No, I don't a, think a single Missouri fan thought they were going to come into Allen Fieldhouse and win. Like that just was not true either mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was tough. We didn't even. I watched it at home by myself. Like no one was like either. E that, this is another a sign that that uh, it's sad. No one was even talking about like going to the Brookside or, or like, at least in my friend group, which is all a lot of Mizzou grads and, mm -hmm. and then also a lot of KU fans. Um, no one, no one even like threw out like, Hey, should we get together for this game? It wasn't even discussed. Like yeah. I was just sitting and at home and I was like, it's Oh, so the, game, terrible the game's starting. Done. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Mizzou is the uh, worst um, power five team in the country. They're ranked 270th. Wow. Uh, their net score. I don't know what that is. I think it's like a little bit of, Computer and uh -huh. I don't know. Ken Palm is probably involved. Um, I think but, Ken Palm's its own thing. Okay. Well, mm. their net score or their net ranking is 270th. That's 270th. Bad. It is dead last among Power Five teams. Uh, Oregon State is 266. Pittsburgh is 254. Washington is 226. And Nebraska ball is 221. Wow, it's a bad place to be. 
K-State plays Nebraska this weekend, yeah. so I hope I mean, we don't lose to them. Big 12, all 10 teams are in the top 100. <sighs> Cats, man. Uh, but that's that's tough. And then uh, and then Chris Tehan with the mullet and mustache just absolutely put the exclamation part mark on the game with, that. with a with a three-pointer to put him over 100 I didn't and just that. sent the crowd bananas. I didn't need that. Which Allen Fieldhouse stayed absolutely packed and rocking till the last whistle. I know. That was the best part of it, I no, think. No, it was the worst. The best part of it was that the KU fans in Allen Fieldhouse cared enough to stay to the end of a blowout and cheer just as loud for the points at the end of the game as they were at the beginning, which I think just feeds into that rivalry of, glad how, the much, back. of how much disdain there is between the two schools. I'm so that was the back. one positive thing. It's like a lot of schools don't hang or a lot of fans don't hang around for a blowout. But when you hate your rival that much, you stick around and cheer as loud for the hundred and second point as you did for the second. All right, point. Kev. So Can we move on? Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean K State's gotta play KU twice this year, so you can you can gloat when that happens. Okay. Well I won't because you I won't, hate yeah. KU. Um all right, let's see. Um that is what we're is closing. Uh let's move into uh, a little what we try this week. Um, let's see. Did I try something this week? I don't, I don't even, I didn't even write anything down. <laughs> I know. I kind of forgot to write something down. I did too, but, um, what I did try, not this week, but last week I'd never had, a, I've, I've been to the Red Door Grill before. Okay. It's a great spot. Very, um, good vibes. Awesome on a Friday night. Like a good place to take a group of friends, even dare I say out of towners as well. Okay. Um, and I got the jalapeno fried chicken sandwich yeah so thursday nights they do their jalapeno fried chicken that's a thursday night only special okay but i didn't know they had the jalapeno fried chicken sandwich on the regular menu oh yeah so seeing that the only thing i get seeing that nice little surprise on the menu there it's got coleslaw on it uh with a couple of pickles as well oh yeah um and a delicious sandwich great heat great spice uh and then for dessert folks They've got beignets that will rock your socks. They are incredible. Uh, they bring the beignets out in the classic white paper bag. I guess this is very New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Dump some powdered sugar on it, shake it up, and then you've got some chocolate dipping sauce, uh, like a, a cream cheese frosting type of dipping sauce too, uh, which were delicious. They're very, very shareable. You could probably feed six people with mm-hmm. with one order of them nice. because there's so many uh and they are fantastic yeah. the beignets would okay. recommend those um also the pretzel beer bites are the, the best know. pretzel bites in the city yeah it's just like why do these taste so good it's the butter yeah they're, they're just slathered in butter soaked in butter and it's so freaking good um food I, there is it doesn't miss it's very i tried good. um i i did try third street social Ooh, okay. for lunch you got the food. Yeah, it was really good. I had the Korean beef tacos. Oh, yeah. They were freaking delicious. There you um, go. So I did try that. I've been there before, but just for a happy hour. Tried the lunch there. It was it was really delicious. So that was Third Street Social Lunch. So I tried that. Um, I was oh. like, going. I'm going through my uh, credit card statement to see what I tried. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, that's what we tried this week. Uh, this week for our interview, we are talking Party Artie, which is... The Met Gala of Kansas City. That's right. Um, Morgan Stockton, Kelly Hollowell, and Becca Boyer join us. Uh, they are uh, part of the planning committee. Uh, we give them plenty of great theme, party theme ideas. 
from uh, from your this. vast experience yes, exactly. as a fraternity social chair. Uh, we learn a lot about what uh, goes on at Party Artie, um, who's involved, what this year's event is going to look like. Yep. If you're interested in going, we talk about when tickets are going on sale yep. too. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for our interview talking Party Artie. All right, today we are joined by some new friends. We've got Morgan Stockton, Kelly Hollowell, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I said that right. And Becca Boyer from uh, the Nelson uh, here to talk to us about Party Artie, which is going to be coming up in a couple of months here. Uh, so I guess I'll go left to right here. Uh, Morgan, how did you get involved uh, with Party Artie and, and kind of what's your role with the event? And then uh, Kelly, I'd ask you the same question after. Sure, yeah. I attended the Kansas City Art Institute, so I Sweet. went to school we, we right across had, the street. We just had... Uh, uh, Randy Williams. Randy Williams. Okay. He's the director of corporate sponsorships or something. What, what that, that was corporate probably outreach. above corporate uh, outreach above my pay grade during my time mm. at KCAI. But okay. <laughs> we, so our, our last cast on this podcast was from KCAI and uh, we learned a whole lot about it. I didn't know it was like a college. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was like, like another like I museum. I got a real degree in finger painting yes. from that. <laughs> was it finger painting? What's your no, medium? No, I have, I have a degree um, in graphic design. So okay. I attended the college there for years, which meant that I developed a very close and personal relationship with the Nelson Atkins and loved my time going there, especially we spent a lot of field trips going across the street. So I enjoyed my time there as a visitor. And then when I was in a position to actually become more involved with the museum, I took it. So I've been a member for a good handful of years now. This is my second year on the Party Artie board, and this year I'm the vice co-chair of the party. Okay, so I want to ask a quick follow-up question. You said you've been a member. Uh, what does that mean, and what are you a member of? Like, Are you a member of the museum, or are you a member of a group? What does that mean? Sure. I'm a member of the Young Friends of Art, which we're lucky to be joined by one of the Nelson Atkins employees who can talk a little bit more about the group as a whole. But um, as a member of the Young Friends of Art, that is my way to contribute to the museum and continue the work that they do both through um, educational programs and also uh, keeping the members. Yeah, the visitorship free for the museum. And also I get free parking. So Ooh. that's really a big one for me that I don't have to pay for parking every time I visit. <laughs> okay. And then one, one more follow-up question. Um, Road Roller Day from the KCAI. Have you heard of that? Where they take oh the God, street where rollers? They, where they go down the hill in the green? Well, they, 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 you know the things that pave streets, mm -hmm. those big steamrollers? They like roll them over art or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, part of the screen printing department. Yes, that's yes, it. printmaking. Have you ever been? Um, I went as a freshman, so okay. it's been a hot minute. But okay. Yeah, incredible. I think, I think they're going to allow Kevin and I to like drive one of the one of the road rollers uh, next Who year. Who did you have to pay to get that privilege? No, no, no. They, it's, it's all part of the whole <laughs> gig, yeah. We get people on tape. Uh, and we get them under the lights and put the pressure on them. Yeah, and yeah. so we had Randy. You're like, and we just how can I drive yep. one of those over some art? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so Kelly, how'd you get involved uh, with uh, Nelson and with Party Artie? 
Um, yeah, so I moved to Kansas City after college and um, really just, you know, got involved in different things around the city and, and fell in love with the museum that way. So I started going just to check out the art and see what they had to offer and fell in love with it more and more every time I went. So, you know, it's the type of place that you could go every Saturday and you would never run out of new things to see. Um, so I found a lot of benefit to that. Um, and then over the years, wanted to get more involved and um ultimately found an application to join the party arty committee so i applied to that and luckily got accepted um and the rest is is somewhat history i've been involved in the party arty committee um since gosh i think that was 2019 so that was um really the only year that i did that because 2020 we didn't have it. Do I have those years correct? We had the party in 2020. Yeah. We had it in 2020, not 2021. So yes, you know, the pandemic has my mind screwed up, but you, <laughs> mm -hmm. you get the point. Um, so, and then through that, I also joined the Friends of Art Council. Um, so I sit on that council as well, which has been a really great way to be part of the museum and just continue to, um, you know, progress the, um, just everything that they're doing, really. Uh, are you an artist as well? Or do you just you know, appreciate art? I, I dabbled in, I would say, middle school and high school. Um, I would not call myself an artist now, no. So I leave that to the experts like Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I think I dabbled too because my mom still has uh, some of my middle school art around the house. Yep. It's very bad. It's very bad. Like my siblings can all tell which ornaments I painted <laughs> because they're the worst. Yeah. And I cannot stay inside lines or anything like that. Uh, but Morgan, you alluded to the Young Friends of Art, and we have Becca Boyer here. And Becca, you manage the Young Friends of Art. Uh, tell us a little bit about that program and, and kind of who's involved with that around Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. So the Young Friends of Art started as a formal paid membership program in 2018. And as of now, we have over 1,000 members. Whoa. Yeah, so they contribute um, uh, about 1% of the museum's annual operating revenue through membership contributions. Membership is actually super special. Uh, it's less than $6 a month, but around 15,000 people come together, give anywhere from that $6 a month to um, around $3,000 a year, and they all come together and we keep the museum free for everyone. There are great benefits, fun events, uh, we do special tours, and of course members get free featured exhibition tickets and free parking, as Morgan mentioned, and that's <laughs> really the best way to do it. I mean, if you come to the museum once a year, a $70 membership pays for itself in one visit. Okay, so party arty, what is it? Um, many people are saying it's basically the Met Gala for Kansas City. <laughs> um, and so, so explain to us um, the, the history of Party Artie, uh, what it is exactly, and like if you're a guest, what you can anticipate to experience when you get there. Sure. So um, as far as the history, I might have to rely on others when it started. Um, about how many? 24. 24 years ago, um, we started Party Artie. So, um, you know, it's evolved over the years. Um, it's it's a way to bring the Young Friends of Art community together um, to celebrate the museum, to help fundraise for the museum. Um, it's a fun night. Um, you know, it's the, it's the type of thing that really celebrates art and the people in the art community. Um, we like to have a lot of surprises that night in terms of the entertainment and the art that you see. Um, there's always, you know, a, a food and drink element, um, performance elements. Um, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, and and I think one of the reasons maybe um, it gets that nickname, the the Met Gala of 
of Kansas City because you guys always have a theme. Right. And um, most of the people who attend, most of the attendees, they they get into theme. And so they're not, it's not just like going to a gala where, you, you know, you just wear a suit and tie and, right. and call it good. People dress up, get fancy uh, and get into theme. So what have been some past themes uh, that Party Artie has, has used? And then have you guys announced the theme for 2022? We have, yes. So okay. um, we are doing Vitality and Vice this year. Mm -hmm. So it is all based around the Art Deco exhibit that will be at the Nelson shortly after um, Party Artie. Um, so we're all very excited about that. Um, and, you know, you're right. The themes are one of the most fun things about Party Artie. Um, as you can imagine, the art crowd gets very excited and very into um, putting together outfits for this. Um, you know, you'll see anything from, you know, I think we talked about earlier, sailboats and people's hair mm -hmm. to, you know, who, who knows what might show up that night. That so, was me. I had a sailboat in my hair. I'm, I'm sure it was, uh, yeah, yes. Perfect. Um, but, you know, it's really fun, and and the people who come to a party already really become part of the art that night, um, which I think is, is part of what makes it special. Um, you know, as far as some of the other themes, um, we did a – uh, Napoleon theme based on one of the exhibits that we had there. There was an Egyptian theme, um, Night of the Shining Sun, a couple of years ago. Um, what am I missing, Morgan? There have been lots I mean, of fun ones. Those have been the two that I that I have attended. So okay. last the last one we did was Night of the Shining Sun based around the Nefertari exhibit. And yeah, I remember the Napoleon one was my first party arty. Other than that, uh, we've had a couple other events that were kind of Alice in Wonderland themed, but oh, nice. around party arty, those are the ones I'm familiar with. So it always it like incorporates an exhibit that's happening at the Nelson for like continuity and everything. Yes, generally speaking. So, um, you know, like we said before, we really want to celebrate the art and we want to celebrate what's going on at the Nelson Atkins. So we always try to, you know, tie it into something that's happening there at the museum. Um, I was the social chair of my frat in college. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good at coming up with theme parties. Yeah, see, you know all about this. Uh, You're the well, you guys have done pretty good, but have you thought about, I've got some ideas, I'll list them out. Let me know what you think has maybe the, the best chance for 2023. Okay. Mm -hmm. 80s hotties and jail shotties <laughs> coming out strong a classic toga party everyone loves a toga party perfect uh kentucky derby themed mm, i don't hats. know how make big hats big hats are involved uh high school heroes party where you dress up like you did in high school i perfect. think that could be fun winter luau also mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of art would be involved um, <laughs> somehow, but beer Olympics maybe too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna have crazy. to email that list to me. Okay. Next year will be mm -hmm. I will be the chair of that party, yeah. and really, I think 80s, um, 80s hotties, jello 80s shotties. hotties and jello shotties. <laughs> yes, that's my winner so far. Okay. Yeah, um, we we might have a hard time getting that past conservation with the jello, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Jello could be very dangerous. Yeah, around so, art. Yeah, around art, I imagine that would be the, sticky. Speaking of, okay, so the party, you know, it, it's a fun time, and there's art there. Has art ever been stolen during party arty? <laughs> okay, no, there's not, no not like. To my knowledge. I'm, I'm imagining. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm imagining, you know, like a a uh, you a know, oceans thirteen, <laughs> oceans fourteen level. 
I, I, that's what happens in Ocean's Eight. The Anne Hathaway one. Uh, sure. It's at the Met Gala, and and they steal some art, right? I think that's pretty sensationalized. I think the really exciting oh. thing is uh, <laughs> the fact that we we have some excellent uh, people on staff that make sure everything stays safe <laughs> while we have a great time, and all the people stay safe. Yes. Um, <laughs> But most importantly, don't give people ideas like that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good no, point. No art take-homes at the end. We have other take-homes for people at the yeah. end of the night. Like chocolates. You'll get to take home chocolates. Mm. Not art. Not art. Delicious yeah. chocolates. I don't know like, if I have the room for a piece of art like that. It would look out of place in my home is what but, I'm saying. You know what the great thing is? Since the museum is free, everybody in Kansas City really owns the artwork. There's no need to steal anything. Beautiful. It's all together. Beautiful. So when it comes down to uh, attending the party, um, what what are we doing as far as like, uh, are there vendors there? Are you guys using local um, restaurants and local breweries and spirit makers to, to provide cocktails and, and food? Or how does that work? Yeah, we are. So um, we do have some local vendors lined up. Um, so it may be a blend of local vendors and in-house vendors, um, but certainly different options for the food and drinks. Um, I don't know if we're announcing any of those vendors yet. Announced. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Well, last year, we had some some folks involved. That would be great, like Shake Shack and mm-hmm. Russell Stover's. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, um, having those local vendors involved is, is huge for us. I mean, having their support um, and, you know, it makes it fun for the attendees, um, you know, bring some variety to the night to, to have different um, kind of treats along the way. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, when I was, so I've attended party already as an attendee and a vendor. Um, and as the vendor, I had to go through security, I think. And I remember <laughs> checking in my like bag and everything through security that's who that's where the heist could have happened uh is is through the vendor portal because uh yeah i was just bringing in boxes of boxes of booze and uh yeah i could have definitely stopped giving people ideas. okay yeah, yeah sorry sorry really, giving people yeah. ideas no the yeah we prefer that you bring things in versus taking things out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so uh remind me again what the theme is for this year and then how do you see people dressing to that theme because when you said it i was like I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not Vice. familiar with the exhibit. Like, so, Vice. like, how are people going to dress for this? Yeah. So, the theme, again, the theme is vitality and vice. Um, and we're basing that off of the Art Deco exhibit. Um, so, really, you know, we're wanting people to let their creativity run free. Um, you know, anything Art Deco inspired is, I'm sure, what we will start to see. Um, but that could be all over the board. Um, you know, I know that I've looked at something for my outfit um, and it certainly has some art deco elements Um, morgan have you talked about or you know thought about what you might wear i've been thinking about what i'm gonna wear since they announced what the theme was (laughs) okay good that is my favorite part of the party but i will say for those not familiar with the eras of art um art deco aligns yeah art deco aligns with the 1920s and 1930s so we're really excited for that just in the fact that Kansas City itself has a really robust history from the yeah. 1920s and 30s. Let's think Pendergast era, which is where we got the name Vitality and Vice. The fact that with all of the corruption that was happening in the Kansas City political system mm-hmm. um, and Pendergast running the show, who was a local gangster, if you guys don't know it, we really need to investigate that because it is so fun. He <laughs> looked at Prohibition and went, yeah, we're not going to do that. I love it. So just bringing in that idea of like 
Vice and the party never stopped, especially coming out of COVID and being like, let's bring the party back. Um, We're so excited. But yes, we're, I mean, I'm definitely going to pull inspiration from flappers and looking at kind of that glitz and glam with a little bit of like the seedy underground. I'm thrilled. Love it. So I, I just Googled Art Deco and then hit image. So uh, it looks like kind of like Gatsby era. Like if you if you went, maybe, am yes. I off? No, nope, okay. absolutely. All right. So like for costume ideas, we're thinking Great Gatsby. Look at that. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot of college parties had like uh, Prohibition was a, like a theme party. 100%. Quite a bit. Yeah. And we definitely in investigating the visual language of the party, which I had a lot of fun with my background in graphic design. Um, we brought a little bit in, but definitely trying to elevate it of this is going to be the next step up from your like 2020s New Year's Eve party. Okay. Yes. It's better than the college. A hundred percent. I'm hoping it's going to be better than your frat party. No offense. Okay. Yeah, pretty sick. We're, we're more creative black tie than mm-hmm. costume party. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 80s hotties, jello shotties was a sick party. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, but that sounds like yeah. a black tie event. <laughs> it wasn't quite, but yeah, that's funny. You said, I forgot about all the 2020 New Year's Eve parties. So those were very roaring twenties. I had, or feel like I heard people having those parties thinking, Guys, this next year is going to be so fun. A hundred percent. I'm hoping that's not how this is going to go. This but, is going to be the good kickoff um, for I it. will say mm-hmm. that if nothing else, I love this party for its accessibility to people because I'm going to be honest, not everyone had a Marie Antoinette style dress for the Napoleon Gala. Mm. Um, and just 1920s and 30s is super achievable for everyone. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what people come up with. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, so the uh, entertainment. Uh, last time I was there, it was the Napoleon. Um, it was the Napoleon theme, and uh, there was a guy. I think he was playing the cello like on stilts, maybe, and singing at the same time. We, yeah, we interviewed him for oh, the yeah. uh, West 18th Street Fashion Show. Uh, so that was really impressive. No, he was playing the harp, the harp like yeah. on stilts. Yeah, yep. that was Calvin Arsene. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys have lined up uh, for entertainment this year? Well, so we will have um, some live performances. I don't think that we're letting the cat out of the bag completely. Go ahead. Um, so you'll Go have ahead. to come to see. This comes out next Tuesday right. if that yeah. changes anything. <laughs> you'll have to come to see what we have in store. But, um, but you know, it's, a, it's the same um, type of, you know, elevated performance that we want to get people excited. Um, it won't be the same that you've seen before. Um, so I can tell you that, you know, it'll, it'll be something new and different. Um, and we're really excited to, to show everyone. And uh, as far as timing for all of this to happen, um, everything's still on track. Where do people find information about like getting tickets? How much are tickets and uh, and everything like that? Yeah, so um, we will have a website available for Party Artie. Um, PartyArty.org. PartyArty.org. It's not available yet. I'm going I, to it right now. I'll check. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be live by Tuesday. Should be live. Okay. Should be live by the time we air. Okay. Classic future promises. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to make that future promise? Okay. All right. So yeah. that's where the, most people can find information. I assume you guys have um, like a uh, Instagram and and something like that to follow. Yeah. So um, you know we promote it on the Nelson Atkins 
um, Instagram. Um, and then you'll certainly see us promoting it on our own Instagram pages as well. Um, and then as far as tickets, um, we have a member price and a non-member price. So of course, it certainly benefits you to become a member. Um, the member tickets are 125 and the non-member tickets are 155. Um, so, you know, just by becoming a member, um, you know, if you're going to buy a party already ticket, it, it pretty much makes it worth the membership already. So not only do you get that night of entertainment, but then you have a whole year of, you know, supporting the arts and the Nelson Atkins. So it's a great deal. And free parking. And free parking, <laughs> yeah. of course. The yeah. best part. <laughs> exactly. And, and included in that is, you know, all of the entertainment and all of the food vendors and all yes. the drink vendors and everything that's yes. included in your in the price of admission. Yes. And access to an incredible art museum where you mm -hmm. get to appreciate, uh, what is it called? Art Deco. See, I'm smart. <laughs> art Deco art, right? Yes. So if maybe if you're not interested in tickets, um, can you volunteer to be like security guard to guard the art? Uh, <laughs> not like after those nice. jokes. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we've already flagged your name, so yeah. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but can, can you volunteer to, to um, let's say, um, you, you just, you have interested and getting more involved and, and maybe volunteering is the route you want to take. Yeah. So I, you know, the best way to volunteer and, and to get involved is to either join the party arty committee or the friends of art council. Um, the friends of art council has applications open currently. Um, so that's something that you can find on the Nelson Atkins website. Um, it's a great group to get involved in. You know, they, we work on um, fundraising and membership engagement and then um, also just, you know, council recruitment to make sure that we are, you know, getting a great diverse council to represent um, the Nelson Atkins and to represent the, the city. Yeah. And have we set the date yet of when the actual party is? It is and when February we can... 5th. February 5th, 5th, which is a Saturday. It is not the same weekend as the Super Bowl. No, it's so... in between, I think. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl is the week after. It yeah, is. and the AFC That's Championship right. game would be the week before. So mm -hmm. it's yep. sandwiched right in between. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yeah. And when can people start buying tickets? Um, that will be January 5th. January 5th. Okay. Yes. So coming up. I'm looking at the Nelson Atkins Young Friends of Art Facebook page. The last post was in 2012. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's actually because we um, align, aligns with how they created more um, emphasis on the overall museum. Gotcha. Uh, and so we actually get a lot more information when... Uh, and spread awareness when we get to utilize the Nelson Atkins main channels because we're really a part of the museum yes. and supporting the museum rather than a separate group. Gotcha. So don't get information from that. Just get all your information from the Nelson. The, yeah, and their I think pages. it says on the Facebook page that to go to the, the main oh, museum okay. page. Yeah, read. Read. <laughs> just look in the post. This is good for us. That means that when we share this out, the Nelson will share it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty big time. That's pretty big time to get the word out. So um, that's all the questions I have. That's, a, that's all I okay, got. Okay, perfect. Morgan and Kelly and Becca, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, us. yeah, February 5th. We can't wait. All right, thanks to uh, Morgan, Kelly, and Becca for joining us this week to talk party arty. Uh, it's the party of the year in Kansas City. It's a hell of a party. I've I'm been. bummed. I'm going to be out of town this year, which is a real bummer. Yeah, I, can't I'm make having it. A, I think I'm having a baby like, shortly okay, after that. Shortly. Um, and uh, But, yeah, sounds like a hell of a night. Awesome party. Get your ticket. All the drinks, food, and fun is included. Mm. Uh, so it'd be a really baller event to go to. Yeah. Also, the only thing I didn't ask them is, like, it's all about the young friends of the art museum. Is there an age cutoff? Mm. No. I'm 31. You think I'm good? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay, good. For sure. All right.
Oh yeah, making sure. No, that's who puts it on. But I like, didn't... there's no. Oh, I thought. No, like that's you who be puts young it on. To go too. No, no, you don't have oh, to be young to go. Okay. I mean, there's All a right. lot of young people that go because the the purpose is to make it like affordable for yeah. like young professionals to go. So it's not like a five hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. Like a lot of those galas are. It's like hundred twenty five dollar ticket, hundred fifty dollar ticket. So the idea is to be affordable for for young professionals, and okay. that's the whole purpose behind it. All right, it. sick. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Uh, well, well, you're I'm out, out of town. town. Maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. Uh, all right. Let's move into a little. Uh, let's see. Hey, look. There's KC. Uh, we got a Leonardo new... DiCaprio meme. Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Pointing. Hey, look. There's KC. Uh, new Paramount Plus series. It's called Kansas City. Dude, a TV show coming out starring Sylvester Stallone. It's simply called Kansas City. Love it. So. Um, this is from um, the writers are Taylor Sheridan, who uh, wrote Hell or High Water, the movie. Oh, good Wo- flick. Uh, Wind River uh, wrote uh, Sicario. Okay, I remember good movie. that. Uh, wrote Yellowstone and created the Yellowstone TV show. Um, wow. He has another uh, series out on Paramount Plus called Mayor of Kingstown. That's the one with uh, Coach Taylor and uh-huh. Hawkeye. Um, that this is uh, so he's one of the writers. The showrunner is Terrence Winter. He wrote a little show called The Sopranos. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? He created that show. He created Boardwalk Empire. He wrote uh, Wolf of Wall Street and Get Rich or Die Trying, the Dude, 50 Cent movie. What a what a crew that and assembles. Then and Sylvester Stallone. Stallone is starring in it. You may know him from Escape Plan 2. Uh-huh. Expendables 4. Expendables 4. Grudge Match. Uh-huh. Tango and Cash. Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, cliffhanger. That, cliffhanger. How, how Over the top. Over the top. Ever heard of it? I, I've used that strategy. Um, so that is the Everyone the I've ever involved. tried to arm wrestle, I ask them if they are a Sylvester Stallone fan. If they say no, then I'm like, I'm going over the top on this, this is idiot. victory. And I won already. Victory. Don't care how big you are. Did you turn your hat backwards? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then bite over your, the top. Bite your lip and just go over the top. Just and then over the uh, top. And, and yeah, curl, and then you win a, uh, and then maybe you can win a, a hood ornament uh-huh. for your for, for your, your semi truck. truck. Yep, and make your son proud, even though you're an absent <laughs> dad. Um, <laughs> Always forgiven though. He won the tournament. He won for the his tournament son. for his son. Um, so that is the show. It's called Kansas City. It's about. It takes place in the present day. Uh, so it's like present day. It's a. Um, so are people going to be wearing masks in the movie then? <laughs> if they don't, then 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 I will, it's I will, wrong. Yeah, then yeah, it's, it's wrong. Um, but the it's about an Italian gangster basically moving. He's charged with moving uh, his family and the mafia operation that his family runs to a new out of New York City to a new city. That city is Kansas City. That is why it's called Kansas City. It's the first TV show for um, Escape Plan One star Sly Stallone. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. If there's some good B-roll footage of Kansas City, people are going to lose their minds in Kansas City. They're, They're gonna, definitely not going to film gonna it here. They're going to love the show. Annoying. Well, I know, but we've talked about that. They yeah. don't have any incentive have to, film, to film here. But if they get some good B-roll fit it, footage, that'll that'll get people going it, Or here. if they get inaccurate B-roll footage, yeah. you best believe mm-hmm. we're going to be screaming at the top of our lungs about how in- inaccurate... Or if they get like a street wrong yep. or a neighborhood wrong, mm-hmm. ooh boy. Yeah, we're I'm gonna a, come after I'm them. A, just just know, Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winter, you, you may have had delicate and and uh, sp- sp- you may be experienced in running a TV show, but 
not with us on the case, yeah. checking the accuracy. We're going to be fact-checking. Of, of this entire show, so mm -hmm. just get ready for that. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to be talking a little bit more about Kansas City and movies and shows with the mixed plate coming up. Okay. Um, all right, I think what we, what we lacked in preparation for... What did we try this week? Mm -hmm. I think we make up for in personal pine tars. Yeah. How many Looks, do you have? I've got two, but I probably have eight. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you want to go back okay. and forth? Yeah, sure. I'll lead it off. Uh, I missed the Chiefs game and you got field passes. Yep. Like, I, and I, I couldn't be upset about it mm -hmm. because I was on a trip to Chicago, uh, like to, to visit my fiance's friends. Oh, now so, your like, friends. Well, they are my friends now. Okay, okay, Originally good. her friends. Okay. They're my friends now. But it was awesome. I had a great time. No regrets. It's just like I wish – I think both things could be true. I had so much fun in Chicago and wouldn't miss that trip. Mm -hmm. But I also wish you would have gotten field passes on a different day than the one game I, I can't had control miss. when I get field And so passes. now here come the Snapchats. I get off the plane. I, when I'm on the plane is when you're on the field. Mm -hmm. So immediately I get on the off the plane – Turn on airplane, off airplane. Dude, mode. I, I sent here comes a hundred. Here Snapchats. comes all the Snapchats, and I'm like, well, I know what these are going to be. They're going to be you on the field, and I'm on an American Airlines flight. That American Airlines sucks, dude. It's the worst company. I can't believe I in America. I had I had credits that I had to use for them, uh, but that sucked. <laughs> they made us check our bags. Everybody checked their bags before we boarded the flight. They're like, there's no overhead space for your bags. 75 people are on this flight. We have room for 25 bags. What kind of airplane is that? And then when we got on the plane, there was plenty of room for bags. Dude, don't, yeah. Stupid. I mean, I think their stock is trading at like $1.57. Good. Sell. <laughs> Sell. Let's see that real quick. I don't know if I can legally give that advice, but I don't, I don't hold any stock or anything like that, but F them. Because yeah, they, they oh, just kept saying $17. they just kept saying you have to check your bags. We don't have room. And then we got on. There's plenty of room. All okay. right, um, could have carried on. Okay, my first personal pine tar. Um, I cut my thumb. Ow. Um, with a knife. Mm -hmm. uh, and the band aid went right over the tip of my thumb, and I couldn't text. Uh, so, and, and it was my right thumb, and so like I couldn't because the band aid. So they need band aids that are. Text you know, proof. Text, like they make like the gloves. winter gloves. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if those exist, but that that was really annoying for uh, about a day and a half while my thumb healed. That's um, brutal. But yeah, it was a, it was a and I just sharpened all my knives too. Mm -hmm. So it was it was really sharp. That's tough. Good thing was it didn't hurt because it was so sharp. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Here, my next personal pine tar from the weekend. It's group tabs. Mm. Fourteen person or no 11, 11 person brunch. Yeah. On Saturday. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's a pizza place. It's called uh, Paradise Valley in Chicago. It's kind of like Happy Camper if you've ever been to one of those in Chicago. Awesome spot. Great pizza. Great brunch drinks. But, you know, everybody, like there was a pizza for the table. Some people ordered appetizers. Every, it was all very shared. So, you know, a couple of people ordered some appetizers. Not a lot of entrees ordered or anything like that. Um, and some drinks ordered. Then when the waitress comes out, she says, I can only split this up to four ways, which doesn't make any sense. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Then it's basically- It's to her advantage to split it more because then you have smaller get, tabs yeah. and people tip more. Exactly. Then basically, so then it's just like one person's like, all right, well, then I'll do it and Venmo it. Yeah. 
whatever. Then the decision is made. It's just going to be split evenly because, you know, things were shared, which is cool. Classic which Michael is fine. Scott. That happens. And, like, I'm not going to be that guy, even though I, I literally got two drinks and that was it because I was a little hungover and not hungry. But I ate some of the appetizers for sure. the table. Slice yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll contribute to that. I'm not going to complain. However... They're not going to complain. There was a guy. However. There was a guy there who got bottomless mimosas for $36. Yeah. And had ordered a pizza to go before the check came out. Oh. So he got a pizza to go, bottomless mimosas, and did not speak up at all when that check Ooh, came to wow. maybe like, hey, I should probably throw in a little extra. Yeah. I had bottomless mimosas. I'm taking a pizza to go. To go. To go. That's... So he took the pizza, and it did, That's a, didn't even register with him. He was so unaware that he, he just took the pizza to go. Didn't think like, hey, I should probably share this out now. That, yeah. Uh, or, Everyone or, paid for this pizza. Hey, I'll, I'll bring this pizza on the party bus later. For yeah. Like, nah. He just went home and ate it all, I guess, or something. And and did bottomless mimosas. That's a cardinal sin of, yeah. of splitting the tap. Yeah, I, I agree. It's okay that the waitress put us in a tough spot. Yeah. But... Like if you have ordered bottomless mimosas for thirty six dollars and ordered a pizza to go, yeah, and then we split it all for fifty dollars, yeah, a person, yeah, like that was highway robbery by yeah. that guy. You gotta just be aware. That's uh, yeah, that's that's a bad look for that mm -hmm. guy. Um, yeah, I hope he I hope he uh, listened to this. Uh huh. Um, that's tough. You, people, be be considerate. Be aware when splitting tabs. Just oh, like do I the common the kicker sense thing. too. Yeah. He's been locked out of his Venmo. He forgot his password. He only had Cash App. Uh. So he, I, like, when we had left the restaurant, he still hadn't paid because mm. <laughs> he only had Cash App. Mm. <laughs> that's that's like that was like college me. Like I would forget my wallet. Yeah. all the time. Quote, forget my wallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's. And bad. I'm a mooch. Like I'll mooch. Like sure, I, you know, I'll mooch. Sure, I'm a mooch. Yeah, but if, yeah. I'm not that big. No. Yeah. It was brutal. Uh, inexcusable. It was hard to watch. Be aware. It was hard to watch. Uh, my next um, my next personal pine tar. Wait, I thought I had another one. You had the Chiefs live game is missing oh, the Chiefs yeah, live. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah. a joint one. Yeah, we are. It's being... again one of those things where it's like, I would love both events. I wish mm -hmm. I could be in two, or that these two events didn't take place at the yeah. same time. So we had um, no complaining. Jason Sieber on yeah. the podcast last year. He's the associate director for the Kansas City Symphony. Mm -hmm. He hooked associate us up. Conductor? Conduct, what I say? Director. Conductor. Yeah. Uh, he hooked us up with some tickets to an awesome show that we're stoked to go to. The Symphony, the symphony Christmas is show. is playing Christmas songs. The Symphony is playing Christmas. It's on Thursday night. Yeah. So, um, and the, the fiance slash wife is involved, and uh, so we can't miss it. So we're going to miss the Chiefs game live. You know what, though? We could actually complain about it because they're not going to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely won't <laughs> yeah, listen to the yeah. podcast. So I mean, it I'm sucks excited to go. All, yeah, but yeah. it sucks they're on the same night. Both of them. It definitely sucks. It They're sucks. both on the same it night. Does suck. Uh, because then you'll be in the symphony and you want to be enjoying that, but you'll uh -huh. be checking your phone and looking for updates, and that could that could go a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it goes the positive way. But but um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. just see how it goes. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad look for us mm -hmm. as uh, podcast hosts that talk yeah. about the Chiefs missing a Chiefs game live. But 
a know, good look because we're we'll getting out in Kansas it. City seeing the symphony. Thank you, Kevin. So. Yes, it's bigger. It's bigger than you. It is. Uh, so that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, all right. So those are our, our grievances this week in our personal pine tar. Uh, next up, uh, we got our mixed plate. Mm-hmm. We're talking movies and shows featuring Kansas City. Yes. In some way. So it could have been filmed there. It could mention Kansas City briefly. It could be all about Kansas City, like Slice the Lone show. So mm-hmm. uh, that is what I've got. Uh, let's see. We are on episode. This was this was hard. Let me check my notes here. I think well, it's 137. 137, so that means you get to lead us off. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll lead us off. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. 137. Yeah. I guess I'll go with... Um, I guess I'll go with Queer Eye. I had that on my list. As my meet number Great one. Great footage of Kansas City. Great footage. Um, you know, Two they seasons in, worth. Two seasons worth. They they involved a lot of local Kansas Cityans. So, like, you know, involved real people that were Kansas Cityans. Uh, you know, lots of B-roll of KC for that show, obviously. Like, I feel like reality TV show is, like, you know, 67% B-roll and then 33% content, probably. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Queer Eye, I guess, for my meet number one for TV shows and movies that uh, mention or uh, involve Kansas City. Okay, I think that's fair. I, uh, I enjoyed, I liked Queer Eye, too. It was good. Oh, it was a very good show. The Both seasons were awesome. Um, so I think that's a good choice. I had it on my list, too. Um, I'm going to go with my meet number one here. Uh... I'm going to go with the movie Casino. Okay. Because it's a great movie, number one. Yes. Joe Pesci is like, I met, I knew Joe Pesci in Home Alone before I knew like Gangster Mobster, Goodfellas Casino, Joe Pesci. Yeah, same. So that's a very different experience. Like, than the general part of Joe's hilariousness in in Home Alone was that he was this gangster in all these movies. Uh, But. So, anyways, Casino with him and De Niro was great. Uh, but, w- like, basically in the plot, one of the mob bosses they bring out is from Kansas City. Okay. And so that's how I'm making the Kansas City connection. There you go. There it is. Okay. So, basically, the the guy... Um, oh, man, now I have a different computer and my notes are gone. Anyways, that's how it's connected. So, basically, they bring in, like, an incompetent Kansas City under mar- mob boss. His name's already. Piscano in the movie to oversee the operation. He was based off of like a, a Kansas City mobster okay. who ended up getting like his house bugged and wired tapped and uh, I think ended Blowing up the whole turning. Thing up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they uh I think I think it would I mean one of the reasons Kansas City's mafia history is so is so uh strong is because like Kansas City was like as far west as you could go before getting to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Really. Um I guess that's what someone told me once. All right, side number two for me. Um I'm going lucky number Slevin. Dang. Because, um, because the move that they pull, uh, well, more importantly, yeah, the move that Bruce Willis and Josh Hartnett pull, and then the move that Josh, Josh Hartnett secretly pulls on Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. the move uh, is called the Kansas City Shuffle. Yep. And that's how the, the film starts with him explaining what a Kansas, Bruce Willis explaining what a Kansas City Shuffle is. And... That is um, the 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 move. That they're basically uh, hitmen in the movie. Both Josh Hartnett and uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Both Josh Hartnett and Bruce Willis are hitmen in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the move that they pull is called the Kansas City Shuffle. Yep. I meet number two. Okay, 
that's a great movie though. Lucky is, number eleven. It is really good movie. I apologize if I just ruined it for you because the plot twist is great. Okay, this next movie uh, also involves Bruce Willis. No way. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, and I don't think I could spoil it for anybody. I've seen it. Uh, there is big twists, but it's hard to follow. It's Looper. Oh yeah, they're part of the Kansas City Mafia. You're right. In like twenty. 54, 2050 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So they're from the future. Anyways, it's Bruce Willis and Josh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. And basically they are hitmen who travel back in time and kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can hide their bodies in the past. Right. Which is the whole, yeah. Yeah. And once you reach a certain age as one of those hitmen, they send you back in time and you get killed and that's closing the loop. You kill yourself. Yep. Um, so basically... They're the Kansas City Mafia in the future. That's right. Jeff they're time Daniels. Travel, they're time travelers and they're loopers. Jeff yep. Daniels is like the, the mafia boss. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. I haven't watched it in it a while. It's good. I liked it. It's All a right. little hard to follow, but... Yeah. Side number one for me, um, Fargo season four. Okay. Uh, it all took place in Kansas City. This is the one with Chris Rock is the main lead of Fargo. So Fargo is on FX. Uh, it's a TV show. Uh, anthology series. So each season they go to a different city and tell a completely different story. Um, and it's loosely based on on the, the movie Fargo, but it's mostly just like quirky, mm-hmm. rural settings, I yeah. guess. And so season four takes place in Kansas City and it involves the Kansas City Italian mafia. Um, and uh, I never finished it. I didn't either. I watched the first two episodes and uh, I didn't finish it. It was just okay. Yeah. Uh, um, but the first three seasons of Fargo are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, disappointed season four that was based in Kansas City was kind of just okay. Um, all right. My side number one here. Uh, so I did two gangster ones. Uh, this one is not. I'm going with Bargain Mansions. Yeah. With Tamara Day, friend of the show. For, guest on the pod. Guest on the pod. Bargain Mansions on HGTV. Uh, basically, uh, Tamara goes around Kansas City buying mansions at a bargain price mm-hmm. and then fixes them up that are then freaking sweet after uh, she does it. She fixes them up with her dad. It's a really good show. And uh, shout out to Tamara for coming on the show. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think that's, yeah, I mean, we basically put Tamara on the map. Great, great, like. great B-roll footage of Kansas City in that show, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going. Still waiting on her to fix up uh, 304. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She owes us that one. Yep. Um, side number two for me, um, Malcolm and Eddie. Oh, okay. Malcolm and Eddie was a, uh, a sitcom, um, that, uh, took place during the nineties, uh, starring Eddie Griffin, who is from KC and it's based in Kansas city. And, uh, basically he, he turns, uh, um, the plot of it is he gives a facelift to a sports bar and turns it into a bar called McGee's. And I think that bar is Kelly's. It is 100. percent Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's Kelly's. Uh, that is McGee's. The setting of a '90s sitcom uh, starring Eddie Griffin, who is who is from KC, uh, about a bar that he revamps, and uh, and that is Kelly's uh, Westport Inn uh, is the bar. So uh, that's my side number two. Okay. Um, all right. I uh, I, had to, I had to reach here. I've never seen the show. I, I haven't either. Malcolm and Eddie. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, poor form for me because I've never seen it, but... These next ones I'm reaching on a little bit. Well, you only have one more. This Well, uh, if you allow it, I'm going with Man of Steel because Superman is from Kansas. 
Smallville, Kansas, but it's probably like pretty close. Because uh, I got that, and I've got Courage the Cowardly Dog. Because <laughs> he's from nowhere, Kansas. Oh, is, it, is that true? That is true. That's where Cour- Courage the Cowardly Dog lives. Uh, I mean, sure. I'll allow it. I don't okay. care. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, Man of Steel. He's, I mean, he probably like hung out in Kansas City. He's yeah, from Smallville. There Kansas. was a. I think there was a um, like a CW show called Smallville. Uh huh. There was. It was about okay. Superman. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, Courage the Cowardly Dog was a classic too. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you missed Kansas. Um, part of Four Brothers was shot in Kansas City. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a great movie. I know. Fantastic wow, movie. Four Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that cast is stacked. Tyrese, Mark Wahlberg, Garrett Hundley. That's good. Uh, Andre 3000, uh, the bad guy who's, who's... I like the way you do business. Who gonna Mike take Tomlin. the king down? He kind of looks like Mike Tomlin, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. He should play Mike Tomlin in a, in a bioepic. Um, American Honey was the Shia LaBeouf movie. Shot in that Kansas was, City. A lot of it was shot in Kansas City. A lot of it was shot in, like, Mission Hills and... and uh, and it also like takes place. There's a portion of the movie that takes place in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I should have uh, put the uh, dirty money about the guy payday loan oh, guy yeah. from Mission Hills. That was good. I mean, a lot of Mission Hills shots. And yeah, I, for sure. I drive by that house every once in a while. It's still empty. Peloton uh, advertisement too, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last night on Earth, the YouTube music video. Oh, Remember the YouTube. About it? Yeah, YouTube made a music video about like post apocalyptic. Uh, uh, Earth, and mm-hmm. they just shot it in regular Kansas City because downtown was so desolate mm-hmm. uh, that they could just shoot it there. Um, and then there's a movie called Bird that was directed by Clint Eastwood that is about the life of Charlie Parker, who is oh. born and raised in Kansas City. So, like, it, it talks about his whole life, like, um, his birth and, and his growing up, and, you know, obviously that takes place in Kansas City. But that was, like, all I could find. Yeah, not a lot. There's a, there's a <clears throat> movie on Paramount Plus right now called like Kansas City um called Kansas City Confidential. Don't it looks like one. a real awful bad movie from like the 40s or or 30s or something. Um it's about an ex-GI who's framed for an armed robbery. Um but that's about all I know about that. Yeah, so. there's a, a movie called Kansas City Bombers. I think it's about roller derby starring Raquel Welch. Oh, how are you boys? I know. Uh so Jodie Foster's in it too. I've never seen that though. So, All right. but roller derby, Kansas City Bombers, Raquel Welsh. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's probably a, a real winner. It probably is. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, that's all I got on my list. Okay. There might be more. If there's more, sorry, send it to us. Send it. Um, all right. That's it for us this week. Um, keep us in your thoughts and prayers as we're, as we're at the symphony uh, during the Chiefs Chargers game. Yeah. Don't tweet at me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see you around, Kansas City.